You're listening to Podfabula Productions, a mashup of fiction, nonfiction, ideas, and commentary, created and narrated by your author host, Victor Aquista. Today's episode, Trapped. Carnage surrounded her. Three of the four soldiers in her unit down, along with the dozen or so Trenzites who ambushed them. She tried, unsuccessfully, to expunge the smell of burnt flesh from her nostrils. Check and restock the blood trap. Her orders had been clear, routine. No reason to suspect anything. Strange how her visor malfunctioned immediately after she called in their arrival. The photo grenade cooked her left eye. Only luck from a gloved hand raised to give hand signals, shading her right eye, blind luck, and sight instead of blindness. A near-death experience wasn't in her plans for the day when they started this mission. Her unit had performed admirably. The Vaddies made good soldiers, but they weren't the brightest. As their commanding officer, they were responsible for her safety. Tankers. Old lingo but still the way she thought about them. She had to do their thinking for them, but at this moment, her mind wrestled with an ambush and faulty head visor making her susceptible to a flash stun. Coincidence? Raylak didn't think so. The remaining soldier limped over. Your orders, Captain. Raylak's one good eye squinted as she hatched a plan. We need to check the trap. How badly are you injured? Broken leg, flesh burn and a puncture wound to my torso. A couple of cycles back in the tank, and I should be good as new. She surveyed the dead. A shredded bait sack and pool of mixed blood, part bait, part soldier, caused her to grimace. Hard decisions needed to be made. She wiggled some fingers in front of her left eye. I'm fried on the left. Let's check the trap, and then we'll call it in. Yes, Captain. At the edge of the pit, she held the soldier by his belt and watched as he peered over and downward. It's empty, ma'am. She felt her jaw muscles tighten as she began hoisting him up by his belt. Relak unsheathed her blade. A swift slice across his neck and fresh blood poured into the trap. She didn't want to look at the soldier's face, see his surprise and his expression of betrayal hard decisions. That's the problem with blood traps. They need blood. And the problem with the Vaddies is they're not too bright. They'd been set up. She'd been set up. No doubt about it. The question was who. She needed to think this through. She changed uniforms with the blood-drained soldier and dressed him in her officer's combat garb. Over his comlink, she called in the ambush claimed all were dead, including the commander, and let fire a rifle blast at close range with the links still open. She listened as the voice on the other end asked for a status report. Once the link cut off, she dumped the body into the trap and heard the thump as it landed below. Doubtful anyone would come looking. She and her unit were dead, and the Trenzites were responsible. That's what command would think. That's what she wanted them to think. But Raylak knew otherwise. Someone wanted her dead, and she intended to find out. 
She salvaged what she could off the other three soldiers, some weapons, one serviceable uniform, and a few odd pieces off her attackers. Scavengers would strip the rest. Raylak took out the ID chips from her unit members and the one embedded in her own temple. Damn, that hurts! She'd need a new ID chip. Maybe she could trade the Vaddy's chips black market. Maybe she could get one reprogrammed to her. Raylak's temple throbbed, partly from the extracted chip, partly from her situation. The outpost, her base, had limited services. That meant the city. That meant more danger. She looked at her salvaged loot. Maybe she had enough for a new bionic eye, a prost eye. They not only cost less than a synth eye, the assimilation went quicker. Black market. Best choice would be to stay low, go underground, figure it out from the shadows. She didn't have many contacts in the city. Worse, there wasn't anyone there she could trust. Come to think of it, there wasn't anyone on this whole planet she could trust. Good. She liked the thought of going rogue. On her own, she was the most resourceful. And the most dangerous. So, what do you think? This is only a story fragment. It's a scene that percolated in my mind for a while, insisting to be written. Can I build an entire story using just this fragment? In this case, I wanted to drop you right into something dramatic, an ambush, a hidden plot element, a main character not afraid to make hard choices. She's dangerous. Who wants her dead and why? What comes next? When a reader or listener is engaged, they want answers to the questions the author has provoked them to ask. In this case, I don't have those answers either. One of the fun things about writing fiction is the opportunity to escape into my own imagination. It's a vast playscape where anything can happen and anything is possible. It's my own personal belief that coming up with a story that has an interesting plot and memorable characters is a challenge. But telling that story in a way that's compelling, a way that draws readers in and makes them want to keep reading, that's a challenge of a different sort. Maybe Raylak will be the protagonist in just such a story. At the moment, she's still in the playground of my imagination and headed into town. Wonder what she'll find there. All podcasts are available on my website, www.writingtoraiseconsciousness.com. Multiple download platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and so on. Just search for my name, Victor Aquista, or Podfobbler Productions. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and tell your friends. We also have a new Facebook page for Podfobbler Productions, where all the episodes are posted. Also, check out my Amazon author page for a variety of fiction, nonfiction books, and short stories. Till next time.